1: Dennis, thank you very much for your time with us this morning on the weekend view. 2 years on already. Lessons so far for for the EU for for the West broadly. D- did we actually think it'll it'll get to this point point? and also what what can we make of the Ukraine's resistance over the last 2 years?
0: Good good morning Sibenzida. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, 2 years uh, it's it's interesting because at the start of the war I think a lot of experts believe that Ukraine would not hold for mm. more than a few weeks. Mm. Um, and now we see uh, the war ha- continued for um, two years. And uh, unfortunately, I think it will continue longer. Uh, there are definitely many lessons, military, political lessons uh, that we have learned from this war. Uh, certainly, it's obvious that uh, European countries were uh, unprepared and perhaps uh, they have forgotten um as I think uh, the Americans have pointed uh controversial perhaps recently, that they've they've been relying on the US a bit too much on security, and, and as a result, they've forgotten, they have not invested in their uh military capabilities mm-hmm. and which led them, uh, which led to some of the problems we see today in terms of uh the supplies to Ukraine. Um it is also interesting to see the from, from the Russian perspective, um, that the strategy has uh the initial strategy has changed uh to the point that uh, Russia is now expecting uh, Western countries to lose interest. uh, Despite the uh, normative support, the moral support uh, that was proclaimed, uh, Russia is expecting Western countries to lose interest and to move on Mm -hmm. uh, from Ukraine. So it's also a test of of the morals and values for for, uh, the European Union.
1: What can we attribute the the seeming waning uh, support from, uh, you know, from these countries of the of the Ukraine?
0: Mm. I think it's it's a number of issues, uh, really. It's it's the bureaucracy. um, It's the lack of political leadership and political will, um, if if we can be honest, um, because what we're seeing is in European countries, for instance, is reluctance um to, to take any drastic steps and mm-hmm. to make any any strong political decisions um, despite some of the some of the voices and growing voices actually uh, to to support ukraine more and, and to be more strategic about the support um, i think some political leaders are very cautious um, of course for them it's also for for the european leaders it is also a question of what what happens if russia loses
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it's a nuclear power it's it's tremendous. It's it's more than hundred, almost hundred fifty million people. What will happen to this country? And and they're trying to be very cautious and balanced. And and that not that is not necessarily um, good in the long term. I think. But um, what we're seeing is is um, I think, generally speaking, uh, the European Union, especially. Uh, was not ready as i said for for a war and they've not they've not expected anticipated the war to break out mm. um anytime soon and so um people people are in shock and it takes them it takes them a long time to i think adjust to the realities that a war in europe is is a reality and of course in, in the us um uh, this became a political problem and and sort of became part of the political uh, system that that exists that side um, yes, I think mm-hmm. so. And, and let's not forget that uh, there was recently a a good uh, publication by the Washington Post, I believe, uh, noting that Russia is actually investing in in, in um, spreading its its point of view, its some would call it disinformation, um, other point, uh, would call it sort of their point of view, um, promoting uh, sort of the narrative that Ukraine needs to be abandoned or that countries mm-hmm. need to move away from Ukraine. Um, which is also to a degree working.
1: Yeah, yeah. Early on, Dennis, as well, early on into this war, there were also fears that the there may in fact be a, a war that breaks out between NATO and, and Russia. Given where we are now, um, how how likely is that, or, or can, can perhaps those those fears be, be quashed, if you will, given how how it's played out. And, and you know, if you think about um, Putin's comments more recently in an interview with, with Tucker Carlson as well, saying Russia really has no intention, no interest in attacking NATO unless NATO attacks Russia.
0: Mm. Uh, we, we need to remember that before the start of the war in Ukraine, uh, Russia said that it has no interest in attacking Ukraine um so we we need to take uh, these sort of statements with a grain of salt um frankly speaking it's it's a very important question um and and the question can be framed slightly differently if let's say if russia attacks attacks uh, the baltic states let's say estonia or latvia um, is the u.s ready to go to war with russia to defend Tallinn, you know the capital of estonia or to defend Riga or to defend any other country any other uh, city in 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 the baltics mm. um and and the and, and the, the perception seems to be actually from from both russia and and uh, uh alarmingly in in europe uh, the, the there is no a straight answer to this question uh, there there is a good risk that uh germany or france would not risk to go to war uh with uh, with russia to defend their nato allies um in in, in the baltics or the eastern europe so um i don't think um uh, france or germany or austria are at risk of of having a war with russia or being invaded by russia Mm. but russia may play um on 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 the uncertainty and and lack of uh, political will in nato uh for instance an attack one of the baltic states and and that is a possibility and it's certainly what uh, these countries in Eastern Europe and, and the Baltics seem to believe. Mm.
1: Let's leave with it this morning. Dennis, thank you very much for your time with us. Uh, Dennis Riva, Senior Researcher at the Institute for Security Studies.
0: You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide.